egotistical, so unpredictable Here on the SNL Network Yes, that's right. Welcome on in, everybody, to the Saturday Night Network for a very special recap of Just for Last 2023. I was at the festival in Montreal, and it was so much fun, and I'm so excited to tell you all about it and play some of our best interviews with you that we took at the festival where we got to meet some great comedians. And with me today to talk through it all is the excellent... Mike Murray. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Bonjour. Hi, John. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, we had a good time, didn't we? It was it was fun. Yeah, I didn't just pick Mike at random to join me tonight to talk about this. Mike actually made it up to Montreal for the festival, so we got to hang in person. I got to meet his lovely wife. It was a lot of fun just to get to hang out with you, uh, buddy, for those days. So, uh, Mike, how was your experience in Montreal? Did you have fun up here? Montreal, the Royal Mountain. I uh, had a great time, ate the poutine, drank out of the St. Lawrence. Uh, it was everything you need to do. Went to the Biodome. You know, I, Patrice Bergeron retired from the NHL when I got there, and Trudeau's wife left him when I left, so I figured it was a good time <laughs> to get back to the States where I belong. But I had a great time up north. Yeah, you were causing too much chaos. Uh, the, the world needed to, the Bostonian and you needed to get back to, to mass. So um, great to see you, though. It was, it was honestly, it was really fun. It was the second time I got to see you in, in person once was in New York a couple years back. But this was a lot of fun to hang out, have uh, dinner and go to some shows. But yeah, really, uh, today we're going to talk about our experience at the festival, some of the different shows that we got to see. Uh, every year we do a red carpet awards show. I say every year, like we've been doing it for a million years. But this every is, this, yeah, this is the second year. Uh, we got to be media for the festival. So basically, that means that we were like official press. Uh, we There's so many like SNL connections between Just for Laughs and Saturday Night Live. So for them, it was like a no brainer. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll go through everything chronologically. Mike will let you guys know his thoughts on what he got to see and uh, different cool things that he got to do as well. But basically, the festival starts beginning of July. Um, and uh, really with there's a i would say about two weeks of like french language shows they do first and then they switch over to a lot of english language shows where a lot of the comedians that you would know from around north america uh come up to canada to do this and by the way just for last uh 41st year of the festival has been uh the biggest comedy festival in the world comedians love to come up here for that it's like really a stamp of approval from the industry the fact that you get invited to perform here uh just for last has expanded to toronto vancouver uh, Texas, I believe they had for the first time. They've done stuff in Australia. So they've really like expanded around uh, the globe. But the main festival is here in July in Montreal. And uh, yeah, for those last two weeks, it just gets really crazy. Starting with uh, the Just for Last Media Night, which was the week before the main uh, area of the festival where Mike was there. Uh, they invited me as uh, media to that show where we got to see two different shows. Uh, one was called The Nasty Show. One was called Just for the Culture. Those are like uh, traditional shows that have happened every single year. They were super funny not too many snl connections the only guy that i would say uh was really connected to the show in some way was donnell rawlings who is uh part of the crew with uh, dave chappelle and uh, obviously was on the show in season 48 so um i did bump into him briefly during the festival we got to talk a little bit uh asked him about his experience working with dave chappelle this season and uh, he said i wish you could have seen the outcuts for the house of the dragon stuff like a lot of the really cool things that they did so um donnell is, is hilarious and a, and a very cool guy 
And then uh, Mike Murray arrived into Montreal for the main uh, area of the festival. Uh, I guess for the first couple of days you were here, Mike, you were doing more sightseeing than going to shows? Yeah, I mean, I was one of the new faces. I mean, I literally got <laughs> off the plane. I was a new face at JFL. Yeah, uh, that's very true. Well, uh, we'll get to the new faces show that we got to see. We got to go to together. Uh, the first show that I went to during the main part of the festival was a show called Britannic, which actually featured two former SNL writers. They were at this little, uh, I would say like, you know, little theater where they were doing a show every single night. And they were writers on season 42 and the beginning of season 43. And that was Nick Kosher and Brian McElhaney. They are so funny. It was a really great show. A lot of sketch comedy that they were doing. It was an hour of sketch and it was really good. Uh, they've gone on to do really cool things since season 43 of Saturday Night Live. Uh, I got to go talk to them afterwards and hear about some of the sketches that they wrote. Um, a lot of our listeners might remember them for being the ones who wrote. Uh, if you remember the Louis C.K. episode, season 42, there was a sketch where, uh, with Bobby Moynihan, a, a clown sketch where like Louis C.K. is like making a clown do stuff for him. Yeah, um, that's an, uh, every Louis episode is great, but that one's so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Louis C.K. aside, I, I, you know, that sketch is like a very funny sketch. And it's actually... Uh, that will be back. He'll be back. It's all good. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting five timers club. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> So, <laughs> I don't know where to go from that. Um, so basically, uh, he that was an episode actually I attended, but that was one of the sketches that they wrote. And at the time, there was like a huge deal, like plagiarism for that sketch that apparently it was taken from uh, from other people. So we got to talking about that a little bit and some other sketches that they wrote. They wrote a few stuff, uh, a few really cool things throughout season forty two and forty three. Um, so they were really nice, and they do have um, a lot of shows out now. So if you do look them up on Instagram, you'll be able to find their shows. They also have a Patreon where they do um, some sketch comedy for patrons as well. So uh, really cool, guys. Then uh, then I went to a live reading of the movie Airplane, and that takes place in like the hotel where all the guests stay. There's like these conference rooms where they do a bunch of shows. And uh, the movie Airplane, have you ever seen it, Mike? Of course. I'm just curious how they fit the plane into the double tree. Right. Exactly. Yes, they did not. There was no plane, but they did have about 90 minute reading of airplane where uh, there was no like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or uh, Leslie Nielsen, um, who is no longer with us, uh, who, who appeared there. It was all like new comedians who were taking those roles, including former SNL cast members Sashir Zameda and Jay Farrow. And they were both there as well. So they were taking some roles. There was lots of really cool comedians. This was a fun show to to see. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not like that big on like table readings and like movie, the stuff like that. But it was, it was cool. Uh, and it was also cool to get to talk to Sashir after. Jay uh, had another show, so he like zipped out of there. But I got to talk to Sashir a little bit. She's doing really well. Um, hoping that she'll come on the podcast after the strike so that we can get to catch up with her. Um, so I'm excited for that. Surely it must have been funny. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> Is that an airplane joke? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Don't, don't call me Shirley. Yes. Have you seen an airplane? I, you know what? Honestly, no. Um, oh, I'm, not okay. like, All right. I'm not like a big movie guy. I was going to you up right there. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not like a huge like movie guy. And like, uh, I was told this was like a very big deal. Um, I think it was like David Zucker, who was the director. Uh, he was there. I was texting with Andy Hoagland, um, and he was like, "Oh, you got to talk to Zook." And I was like, oh, "Okay." Like, I don't know. It's just like it was cool. It was cool. I was more for there for the cast members. 
yeah i'm sure this was a big deal to chat with people. uh sashir though right yes i did get to talk to sashir she was very nice um yeah just uh you know, like it, it was this will be a theme throughout the episode is that, uh, you know, SAG uh, went on strike recently, the Screen Actors Guild. And a lot of these people who are, you know, may not just be writers, they're also actors. And I think that they were like told they can't really talk about SNL too much. So there was like a little bit of like a weird vibe of us covering the show, trying to talk to people about SNL when they couldn't fully talk about it. And uh, we'll explain more about that when we get to the red carpet interviews. So that was that was an interesting wrinkle to this whole thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, just getting there. I probably saw like seven comedy shows while I was in town. Um, first being um, a great comedian, Sam Morrill. I went to see him Wednesday. He headlined. And my favorite comedian out there right now, Mark Norman, dropped in and did a surprise opening. He did about 15 minutes. Um, he just dropped his Netflix special, Soup to Nuts, uh, last week. Just right when I got there. So that was a, that was a real treat. Yeah, very cool. Uh, I was really Love happy to see you. either of those guys on SNL. I hope they bring more stand-ups that you know don't have to be Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle level of fame to be on the show. Absolutely, for sure. So, uh, speaking of like levels of fame, what we did—I uh, met Mike and his wife for dinner on the Thursday of the show, and then afterwards we all went to the New Faces on a Rept show. So, if you don't know what the New Faces stuff is, we joked about that a little bit earlier. Uh, New Faces is basically given or awarded to up and coming comedians by just for laughs and you know this is a, a something that's been around for for years like jimmy fallon was a new face pete davidson uh like a ton of snl connections like a lot of snl cast members were new faces before they were even on the show because there's so many scouts that come out here from snl from different uh areas of of uh hollywood that will come and watch these new performers so they divide them into groups which is like uh i think there's two new faces like main groups Groups, then there's a characters group and then there's an unrepped group and the unrepped group is the group that doesn't have like any agents any publicists so they are very raw and like trying to to make it and there's a lot of people who have actually you know come from the unrepped side of things to join snl so uh mike and i were at that show and it was really fun to get to see them perform uh, on the show yeah, and actually one of the stand-ups we saw, I ended up seeing her open like two nights later. So, you know, you get in town for JFL and you're lucky to be on the stage. And then, you know, they're they're working like all summer. So when they're in town, they're literally trying out their material as much as humanly possible. Yeah, so just to like for some examples, I mean, last year in 2022, uh, Marcelo Hernandez was a new face. Uh, Kira O'Sullivan was a new face. She's a writer now. Uh, she did characters. Casey Shornema, who's a Weekend Update writer, was an unrepped uh, new face in 2022. So all three of those got hired for SNL in the last year. The year before, Sarah Sherman was a new face. She was not on SNL yet. And Aristotle Atari was a new face. He was in the characters group. So, um, And he did uh, Laugh and Tosh at JFL, I believe. Exactly. So if you YouTube that, like that's where you're going to see that set. Um, you know, previous to that, I have I have a list of a bunch of SNL people previous to that, like 2019, Anna Dresden, Dan Licata, uh, Punky Johnson, before that, Rosebud Baker, uh, James Austin Johnson, a new face in 2017, Heidi Gardner as well, uh, was a character's new face, Andrew Dismukes was an unrepped new face, so that was the show that we saw. Um, you know, I see Chris Redd, John Rudnitsky, Pete Davidson, John Milheiser, Colin Jost was a new face in 2010, uh, even though I think he had been a writer on the show at the time, Melissa Villasenor. Uh, even all the way back to Jimmy Fallon, like I said, was a new face in 1996. So just it's it was a really cool opportunity. We saw about 10 comics go up there. 
um, and perform. And uh, now we have some some notes on them. So if they get hired for SNL, we'll have some some dirt to talk about. Yep, the scout team was out there, and uh, Jay Farrow was at the show too, right? We saw uh, him real quick. Yes, yes, yeah. That, that Not is performing, true. just uh, just on the yeah. way out. Just I guess he was quick. checking out uh, the new faces. So that was yeah, uh, that was very cool. Uh, and then we get to Friday, which is the Just for Laughs Awards show. So basically, uh, they have, you know, Just for Laughs has some awards they give out every year. Last year, we got to talk to uh, really some really cool uh, people on the red carpet, including Jay Farrow, which was great. Um, also, uh, Amy Schumer was there last year. So there was some fun SNL connections. Uh, this year, same setup. We had our red carpet and then the awards show right after. Mike uh, stepped up and was our camera guy for the awards show, and I was uh, on the red carpet. So, did you have a good time doing that with me, Mike? Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, fun environment, and it was as they announced to us the media, you know, pool there. Like, this is the only red carpet on the continent right now. So, it was fun to be in that small room. It was like literally you know upstairs in a hotel and then you got some big names coming through and they want to talk to you so it was fun yeah for sure it was it was really nice that they ended up like still being able to do it but i will say uh i was i was taken for a little bit of a it it surprised me when i got an email 24 hours before that said you cannot ask anybody on the red carpet about their tv or movie credits and i was like all right well that is what we do here we talk to them about TV. So I was like trying to find a way like you'll see in the interviews, I asked them questions that are like, so tell me about your like sketch comedy experience so that I like don't directly ask them about SNL. And like they're two different degrees they answered. It, it was it was kind of fun, I guess to do it that way. But I wish I could have gotten into more details with them. Yeah, just a redacted sketch comedy show that may or may not take place in New York. Yes, exactly. Nothing specific. Yes, yeah, that's how Please Understory referred to it many times when we saw them, and we'll we'll get to that right after these uh, the award show uh, stuff. So basically, um, first up on the red carpet was uh, Ronnie Chang. He won the award for Breakout Comedy Star of the Year. Uh, you may know him from The Daily Show. Um, he hosted a gala at Just for Laughs last year. Uh, he's also been in Crazy Rich Asians, Shang-Chi, um, Megan this year. So he's been a pretty big deal. I am not going to play you the interview we had with Ronnie Chang. Do you remember why, Mike? Uh, I think he just said that he had no interest in doing a sketch comedy. And we were like, all right, well, have a great day. Yes. So uh, we got, he was very nice, but we got shut down pretty quickly. We're like, so you had a great year. Uh, would love to know if you would have an interest in transitioning over to sketch comedy. And he was like, honestly, it, no. And I was like, Okay, so um, not going to play you that, but Sorry. yeah, just just in case you know why, if you saw his name listed on the on the sheet, why we're not going to talk to uh, him. Uh, then a fun one that we got to talk to was um, May Martin. They are really cool. Um, they won the award for rising star in comedy, and they have a background with uh, was it Mike? It wasn't the Second City, was it? Uh, um it was i think right okay i was feeding john facts during the the interviews so we had things to ask about and it's like trying to find angles about live performances that weren't tv and movies so right so um <laughs> yeah i mean they, they have a pretty good um resume but we couldn't talk too much about their credits uh mo no most recently for the hbo max series the flight attendant 
And uh, yeah, Mike was feeding me some stuff. So let me play you a brief interview with uh, May Martin. You may know who they are. John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network. So nice to meet you. Congratulations on everything and the award. I just want to know, you have a background with the Second City, right? I do, I do. Yeah, so how was that experience and then, you know, moving on from the Second City and in your career? Second City was my first introduction to live comedy, really. Well, I saw Kids in the Hall when I was, my mom took me when I was like 13 to their, one of their reunion shows, uh, and that got me into it. And then I used to go and see the Second City show all the time. I ended up working in the box office, and just being immersed in it was amazing. I was very badly behaved, so I did get banned from the building for a couple of years. Okay. So that was not good. <laughs> but in general, it was a really amazing introduction. Just seeing all the pictures on the walls of the Canadian icons like Catherine O'Hara and John Candy and yeah. that was very inspiring. And a lot of SNL connections too so there. Yes yeah yeah and you just think about like the golden era in the 70s and yeah not that it's not a golden era now it is. For sure. So nice to meet you and congratulations. Nice you too. Yeah, thanks. Mike would you say it is a golden era now? <laughs> I would not say it's a golden era now. <laughs> would you? I don't know how much May is watching uh, current day SNL, but I mean it's it's getting better for sure. Uh, I would yeah. I would not. I would say that uh, we're, we're getting we're well maybe one day we'll we'll get back there. Um, but maybe yeah, the thanks. bronze, maybe a bronze era. I'll take it. Uh, I'll if take I can it for go, sure. I go there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes some point this year, I would say it was a silver. Um, but yeah, not not gold yet, and and it was cool. Yeah. So second city for uh, for May Martin and uh, just cool to get to talk about their background. So uh, that was a fun conversation. Another one that I think uh, some of you might know is a guy named Langston Kerman, who was on Us Down with Chris Red, a really good friend of Chris Red's and gets to perform with him a lot. Uh, he actually hosted the New Faces show that we were at, Mike. So he's, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, he was great. Um, just like super positive guy, great energy. Um, just did like a long bit about murdering a dog and that killed. So it's kind of all I remember about his set, but I, w I was excited to see him again. <laughs> right. Uh, well, well, well then, uh, let's hear Keep from Langston. Keep it John. For sure. That's what we wanted. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's hear from Langston Kerman. I was curious because, you know, like friends of cast members or former cast members, will they ever uh, host the show? I figured, uh, Langston, what are your thoughts on maybe being a part of SNL one day? How was it to introduce the stars of tomorrow to, uh, to the world since he got to meet some potential future cast members? So let's hear from uh, my conversation with Langston Kerman. Hey, John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network. Oh, hell yeah. Just wanted to say, how are you doing? Uh, I saw you last night with all of the new faces hosting yeah. that show. So what does it mean to you to introduce the stars of Tomorrow to Comedy? It, it was a wonderful experience. I'm really, I told them backstage, I'm very excited for like what this means for their futures and all of that. And I never want to do it again. I, it was, Why not? It's the hardest job <laughs> to have to keep that much energy going and be that excited all the way through. But I, I, I truly am honored that they would ask me to do it and really appreciative that I got to, to see such cool, talented people begin their journey inside of this thing. I know you have a lot of friends that have worked at Saturday Night Live, and obviously Just for Laughs is a pipeline to find new talent for SNL. Sure, not so for me, but yeah, some people, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just wondering from you, did you see anybody that you thought, like, maybe they could be good on SNL? I don't know that I have that taste. You know what I mean? Like, I think SNL is a very specific brand with a very specific eye, which is how they find the people that they find. So, no, I don't know that I, I get to make that decision. I know some people I definitely saw that, like, they have a future on whatever they want to do, and maybe SNL might be some of it. But, yeah, no, they're, 
there were a lot of really good, talented people there last night. Yeah. Awesome. Well, pleasure to meet you, and congratulations on your amazing year. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that is uh, Langston Kerman. So, yeah, cool to get to hear from him, Mike. Yeah, I wish you asked him where he got that shirt. So uh, for our audio listeners, he's wearing like a really cool green like leopard print shirt. And I wish I could wear that on By the Numbers next year because that was a sick shirt. Yeah, I think it was Dan Flashes. I think that's what he said. Um, All right. Yeah, well, you know, send me the link. (laughs) Okay, sounds good. Um, all right, well, uh, that's Lysa Kerman. He was there basically to introduce our headliner, which was Quinta Brunson, so we'll get to hear from her in just a bit. But I do want to play you uh, an interview with somebody, uh, honestly, really cool. I, I really enjoy getting to talk to this guy. He won the award for Stand-Up Comedian of the Year, and that is Burt Kreischer. And uh, maybe I'm like, you have my blinders on? I didn't realize how big of a deal this guy is. Like, he is a huge deal, Mike. Yeah, I mean, behind the scenes, I was when I found out Burke Kreischer was there. I mean, John, of course, like wanted to talk to Quinta because she was on SNL and she's like the hottest thing right now. But I was like, we have to talk to Bert. And like, I don't think John knew who he was, but like, I know no, that's like, not true. I I, ha- I do know who he wa- who he is. Um, I have heard him. Just on didn't recognize him. Yeah, he just like sometimes like other comedians that have nothing to do with SNL, I'm like sort of like have blinders on about, but like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have to know who he is now. I mean, he was wonderful to talk to. Yeah. Him. He's like the biggest name in comedy right now. A couple of years ago, basically unknown. And now is headlining a, like all headliner comedy tour across the country, like sold out the gorge or red rocks, I think, um, in Colorado. So we saw Bert, I was able to talk to him after we interviewed him too, which is really cool. And because Mark Norman's on his tour, so I can talk to him a little about Mark and just like a crazy nice guy. Could not be nicer. Let's play the interview because I want you guys to hear it. And then I want to know, uh, I'd love to know other listeners what they thought of this. So let me play this from Bert Kreischer. John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network and SNL podcast. Would just love to ask you, I know you have a lot of friends who have worked at Saturday Night Live. Would you ever be interested in hosting the show? Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. I've, I've said before, I will give up my tour. I'll give up. I have a TV show that when we get back that I'm going to do. I'll give it all up. I'll take the crap money they pay the the, the cast. Was it like twenty five hundred bucks a week? I'll take it. No comment. I'll take it, and I'll be a guest. I'll be a cast member for a year for the experience. Wow. I, 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 I get, I'll get some numbers for them. You can p- throw shit at me. I don't care. But like, I would love the experience. Guest hosting terrifies me. Like hosting terrifies me. that. I know you have to do it if they offer it to you, but that terrifies me. I'd rather swim with sharks in open water for television then go out and have to deliver a monologue on SNL. But, Lauren, you heard the pitch. I will take $2,500 a week. I'll take that. Whatever. I don't know if that's what they get paid. You can get, You don't have to pay me. I'll tell you what. You don't have to pay me. I'll come out one season, be a guest, a cast member. I'd love it. I'd love it. And I'll work my ass off, and I won't complain. I'll slow down my drinking, or I'll pump it up. Whatever you want. Yeah, I can love SNL. Well, I can't wait to see you on SNL. It sounds like you'd be great. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you, Thanks man. so much. <laughs> well, um, that was uh, that was great, Mike. I mean, uh, always great to talk about cast members, uh, how much they make during a time of uh, oh, crisis. Come on, John, that was the best sound <laughs> that so you've ever stuff. got at a red carpet, right there. I mean, yes. yes, put that out there. Like seriously, I mean, I'm not even like a Burt Kreischer guy, but I, I mean, I just follow comedy a lot. But if that guy was on SNL, it would be gigantic. So. 
someone like him saying how much he loves the show would do for free would drop all his things he's got going on to be on that show I would love to see. I mean, SNL has done this in the past and they brought in like Billy Crystal and people like that. Like they were already established people. But to do it in a modern time, it wouldn't become like the Burke Kreischer show. Just But someone like him who just wants to be part of the process. I just love to hear that. That was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, he won me over like in an instant. Like I, as soon as I started talking to him, I was just like, well, this guy would be a huge star if he got onto the show. I mean, obviously he's not going to be a cast member on the show, but uh, the fact that he like loves the show, wants to be on it, uh, I would love to see him host the show. So for me, this was a really uh, fun interview. He's hilarious. And never say way, never. Yeah, for sure. And I got to say, like also watching uh, him at the actual award show, Mike, where he got up there and he started like really crying after they played his reel seriously weeping how appreciative it meant the world to them to win that comedian of the year i really thought it was a bit at first and then i realized like no the guy's like actually crying and he like really the award like meant so much to him so it was just it was really cool it's funny because uh his type of comedy and like his fan base like he rips his shirt off he chugs beers like people know him for that so they think he might be like very like for the bros kind of humor but he's like so humble like always talks about how much he loves his wife his family he's like so like such a wholesome guy um so getting up there he like it really meant everything to him like um i remember may martin and ronnie chang like really kind of making the award a bit and making everyone laugh and it was like haha this is like i'm a, a receiving award that says ha 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 on it like how this is a joke you know and then Bert Kreischer gets up there and is just literally weeping and uh by the way uh we're gonna talk about rain wilson right oh we are well that's coming so up next. I you want to do that now well i just want to talk about rain wilson with like the roast of the week oh uh, right, during, right uh, yeah yeah, yeah so burke reich is up there he's talking about like i mentioned he's on this huge tour right now headlining every city with like tiffany haddish mark norman all these different this comedians um you look it up online there's so many good names and he goes i'm not the best comic in the world i'm not the best comic on my tour i'm not the best comic and rain wilson goes on the stage and it tore the house down because Neil Brennan, um, co-creator of Chappelle's show, was the presenter of that award. Um, so he was on stage with one other comic and Rain Wilson just had the roast of the week right there, which is it was unreal. so funny. Yeah, the timing on Rain Wilson is unbelievable. So uh, Rain Wilson hosted Saturday Night Live back in season 32 of the show. You may know him as Dwight Schrute from The Office. Obviously, uh, most people know him for that incredible role. But I remember and love his episode of Saturday Night Live, season 32, episode 14. I really feel like this is like, uh, like I have, I have very fond memories for season 32. Um, I feel like SNL was like, you know, starting to get on all cylinders. And there were so many fun sketches from that episode, including a monologue where everybody was playing um all the cast members were playing different office characters there's a really fun song memory sketch which is one of like my all-time favorite recurring sketches um trying to just look through uh <laughs> look through some of the other uh sketches from that night but uh, uh pre-tape with the like the quick cuts in the boardroom that was Rain right. Wilson, right with yeah, yeah. you know arcade, arcade fire like cut human resources like that one i remember that so well yeah that, that actually might be recently. colin joe's first appearance on snl if i remember that correctly yeah i um, think it is yeah, that is, uh, it's a really fun episode to go back to. So yeah, we got to talk to him very briefly. Uh, they told us like only like, they, they made like us have like a media scrum because he was in a rush to get into the theater. And they're like, all right, like one question. And I was like, 
Hey, uh, Rain, like, would love to know uh, what your thoughts are on, like, getting back into sketch comedy, because I couldn't ask him specifically about his SNL episode, which is what I really wanted to do. So he ends up having a really funny response on if he should ever get back into sketch comedy. So let me play that interview, and then we'll talk about it after. Hey, Rain, John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network. I just wanted to know about, you've done some sketch comedy in the past, specifically, uh, you know, in sketch comedy shows that are online on TV. And I just want to know if you'd ever be interested in doing some more sketch comedy in the future. Um, I... I really had early on in my career like two paths of like sketch comedy or like serious drama and I went to drama school but uh, I'm ready to ditch all that Shakespeare and voice and speech nonsense and just get up there on the boards and improv my little dick out. It'll be amazing. I'm really excited. Right, well, I hope to see you back on a sketch comedy show in the future. I hope so. <laughs> so, so Look, don't get me wrong. Burke Kreischer, great guy. Would love to see him host SNL. I have to think that the best soundbite we got from the episode, from that entire run, was uh, Rain Wilson saying he's going to sketch comedy his little dick out. Improvise, yeah. <laughs> Improvise his little dick out. Whatever he said, his little yeah. dick. I mean, it was just. Uh, I was trying to hold it together. I was like, oh my god, I cannot believe that Dwight just said that to me. <laughs> exactly and uh also oscar from the office was there too uh that is true. He presented yes, yes. Uh, rain with his award the comedy impact award yes for his his work so outside cool. of comedy yeah so cool a lot of a lot of friends of mine were like that is unreal so uh it was just it was very cool i i you know i wish i really could have got into him about his episode and uh just didn't get that opportunity but uh i was told hey you can't do it, except I really tried with Quinta Brunson because obviously her episode was this year. She's nominated for an Emmy for her episode. So it's like her and Pedro Pascal. She's right in front of me. She's one of the biggest stars in the world uh, on a great show, Abbott Elementary. And I'm like, I have to ask her about her SNL experience. So I sort of just went for it. Least amount of screen time for a host this season, Quinta Brunson nominated for an Emmy. So. That yeah. says a lot about how awesome she is. Yeah, she won Comedy Person of the Year, and we got to talk to her briefly. So it is my honor to introduce my conversation with Quinta Brunson. Here we go. Hi, Hi Quinta. Congratulations on winning Comedy Person of the Year this year. I know you got back into sketch comedy earlier in the year, so that is your background. What did it, yeah. mean, to, what did it mean to you to do so much sketch comedy and have that opportunity again this year? Oh, like with um, uh, History of the World? Oh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Oh, my God, you guys. That was incredible. Saturday Night Live was my dream come true, the time of my life. Um, I still can't believe I, I did it and had such a good time. I Like you said, those are my roots, so it was really great to play with all of those guys. And I don't know, there are people I admire who I just think people don't know how hard it is to do good sketch, especially at the rate that they do it. Um, I was just honored to be a part of it. I, it felt good. It felt like a return to, you know, return to my roots. Congratulations on the Emmy nomination. That Thank must mean a lot. So great to meet you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Quinta. Yeah, she's so cool. Yeah, I have to say about Quinta is that she's, if you don't know by now, she's a very petite person. She's like a short individual. But when she walks up, she has like big celebrity energy. Did you feel that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because we had about. talked to people, you know, who are arguably as famous or more famous or, you know, around the festival and stuff. And when she approached us, I was like, oh, shit, this, this person's like, she's a big star. <laughs> Just had that, like, charisma and that, like, vibe. 
Yeah, I will say though, like super down to earth, like definitely has the charisma. Uh, but when uh, when the red carpet had finished, there's like a cocktail like right nearby before the award show. And I got to talk to her very briefly before the award show. Um, just said hello, talked to her, like really just let her know that like the fans loved her on the show and she did such a good job. And she said it just like meant so much to her to get to hear that. I'm hoping like one day I can get her on the podcast. I don't think it'll happen during like the Abbott Elementary days because it's just like she's like, you know, one of the biggest gets you can get. But like for me, uh, I would just love if she ever hosted SNL again in like the future. I think she's a great person to get to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the glad last we, glad we got her. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then the last interview that we're going to play for you today, uh, you may remember this guy from last year if you watch the red carpet interviews. That is the president of Just for Laughs, Bruce Hills. And I just wanted to talk to him about, uh, again, about the pipeline between Just for Laughs and Saturday Night Live and his thoughts on the festival this year. And as well with the SNL's 50th anniversary coming up, if the festival may do things to kick off their celebration of uh, 50 years of Saturday Night Live. So it was an interesting question I had for him because I know that a lot of our listeners may consider coming to the festival uh, next year, which would be the start of that celebration. So for me, uh, I wanted to know that from Bruce. So here we go. Here's my conversation with Bruce Hills. All right, we're here with Bruce Hills, president of Just for Laughs. So here uh, for our second year at Just for Laughs, and I would love to know about what you think of the pipeline from Just for Laughs to Saturday Night Live and how the new faces are doing this year. Well, listen, I think they're doing great. I'm getting so much great uh, feedback. Uh, you know, it's really important for Just for Laughs to put forward so many great stand-ups, uh, you know, sketch actors within the character showcase because SNL is the biggest and most important platform in that space and we've had the luxury over the years of offering opportunities to Colin Joss, Pete Davidson and so many others in the cast. Absolutely and with SNL's 50th anniversary coming up in just over a year and a half I'd love to know do you imagine just for last potentially doing something to celebrate Saturday Night Live 50 years? Well, listen, I, uh, I spoke to Lorne about a year and a half ago and, you know, told him that we so want him to come to Just for Laughs. And he said, as long as you don't honor me. So we'll have to figure out something that uh, he finds uh, meaningful, but does not come in the, uh, in the package of uh, an award of some type. So, yeah, I think that's actually a very good idea. And you should, you know, nudge me and my team because we should figure that out. That's what we absolutely should do. I look forward to it. Thank you for your time today, Bruce. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to shout out Bruce Hills. Honestly, just like the coolest guy, does such an amazing job with the festival. And um, I got to talk to him a few times during the festival, and he's like very supportive of what we're doing here. So appreciate him a lot. And really went out of his way to talk to us because the red carpet was already over, and he actually went back and gave us that interview. Yeah, that was super nice. So red carpet was fun. Anything else from the award show, Mike, that you enjoyed? It was really fun. Um, just it was like in a pretty intimate space. So it was like, you know, for this big event, it was fun to uh, be around the stars and just laugh a lot. You know, it's what it's all about just for the laughs. For sure. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, that was that. And then later that evening, I went to uh, one of the main venues, Club Soda, where we got to see Please Don't Destroy on their tour. Uh, they made a stop in Montreal. So, uh, you know, if you've seen them on tour, a lot of sketch comedy, a lot of sketches that they've either, you know, tried to write for Saturday Night Live or have held for the show, but they are hilarious. 
and uh, it was sold out show completely packed I like just got in there as media last minute and I wasn't uh, I was pretty disappointed because I really wanted to get Mike in there but it does this story does have a happy ending because uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> I was I was really hoping that Mike and, and his wife would get to come to the show and then there was just no room uh, so I got to see them and I was like okay well you know we're gonna see them again tomorrow because it was on the Saturday that uh, they did another please don't destroy show so uh, Friday night PDD um, there's their main show that they do on the tour. They had to stop in Montreal Friday late night. There was the midnight party for, you know, industry people. So that was cool. Saturday back at the hotel, a conversation with please don't destroy, which was another show that was more intimate. It wasn't really like a performance. It was more of uh, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, Martin Hurley sitting down with uh, one of their old uh, college buddies, who's also a comedian, uh, getting to talk and answer questions about everything except for Saturday Night Live. Literally everything but. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was so much fun. It was like a full hour just to hear about like their thoughts, backgrounds, thoughts on comedy. I really enjoyed that. Mike, did you? Yeah, and they talked about you know where the name Please Don't Destroy comes from and how they met each other and how they started performing sketch and eventually how they started making those videos during COVID that ended up making them go viral, which led to them being on the show and on the running staff, which was just kind of a total oral history of PDD. It was really unique. It was really cool. And it was also cool to get to hear them uh, talk about some of the shows where that they did where like nobody showed up. Um, so yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. They they yeah. talked about doing a show where there was no one in the audience, and forty five minutes in, someone walked in, and they're like, "Oh, we have to like do a show now because we thought no one was going to come to this." Yeah, it was very funny. Um, yeah. So basically, oh yeah, I think they also talked about a story where they like did a show where. Uh, with a couple other comedians and they would like strategically film it so that one of them like wasn't in the angle and that person would be playing like crowd noise just to like make it seem like there was more people there than there actually was so like uh, this is very common I guess for up and coming comedians yeah it was just really fun uh, they talked about how please don't destroy came from please don't destroy our farm because they started doing this sketch show with Ben playing a evil businessman and martin playing a poor farmer and john higgins had a speechless <laughs> dialogueless role as a cow and then uh takes his life at the end of the play so that was what please don't destroy came from so i was uh surprised to hear that but it was a a funny uh story about how they all started because now we're just pdd you know we just know them by that yeah, it was uh, it was cool. So we got to talk to them a little bit after the show. And uh, yeah, when Mike couldn't get tickets to the show in Montreal, he'd come up here really hoping he, he could see them uh, to their show the night before. But uh, Mike, I'll let you tell the story. Yeah, so we just were chatting with them after uh, John said, Oh, this is Mike. Uh, he does the screen time for the show. And they're all like, Whoa, so they just kind of all lit up when he said that. And especially, you know, so I met John Higgins. He's like, Oh, where are you from? I said, Boston, he's like, oh, we're going to be there tomorrow night. Are you still going to be here or are you going to be home? And I said, oh, I'm actually flying back. He's like, oh, come to the show. So just took my name down and went to the show the next night in Boston. It was fun. They gave me great front row seats and I was very appreciative. Super nice of them to do that. And uh, yeah, the last show for me at the festival after that was Leslie Jones, who was hosting her own gala 
So got to uh, got to see her perform and introduce some comics. It was a really funny show. I actually took my dad and uh, he had a great time. So that was uh, that was really nice. And then after the show, I got to say hey to Leslie Jones. So they let me uh, into her dressing room, got to say hello to her and, uh, you know, working on getting her on the podcast. So I'm hoping that will happen sometime soon. Yeah, what was Leslie like? What was her energy like off stage? Um, I would say she's like naturally uh she's naturally like a little bit hesitant about like trying to like get a vibe off me of like the type of like person i am slash fan <laughs> slash like journalist or whatever i am like yeah why uh, so, is the stranger in my dressing room <laughs> yeah she's trying to like figure me out and then like once the guard was let down and i explained like who i was and my connection to the show and like what we do here could not have been nicer so um yeah i mean look she's uh, and I mean this like with love, like she's older, she's like seen a lot of stuff in this industry. Like I think for her, it's just like, you know, meeting a new person, but, but yeah, overall, like just, uh, just really cool. And like, just has that fun, energetic personality and clearly like a huge star. So she seems to be doing really well for herself off of the show. Yeah. She's so great. I really, I really want her to be like maybe one of the next few alumni hosts. I think she's been off the show for enough time. That would be fun. I hope so. And she has a new memoir coming out in September. So I'm hoping we get to talk to her and I'll ask her that exact question. So um, yeah, that was my experience just for laughs. Just really, really fun. Mike, I know you went to a couple other shows. Any others you want to tell the listeners about? Um, yeah, I went to a couple. Uh, my wife is on the TikTok. So she had some comedians that she knew about. She told me about wanted to see. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like I'm dragging you to all this stuff. So drag me to some shows. So we saw... Um, Joe Dombrowski and Trey Kennedy on Saturday. No, Sunday. Yeah, Saturday night. Just went to PDD Sunday. So saw those two shows. They were both great. So just like, you know, TikTok comedians now on stage. So kind of a unique thing because we were like, I don't even know what their stand-up will be like because they're not edited into small videos. But it was fun. Um, that was at Club Soda as well. So yeah, at the end of the day, if you've never been to Montreal, Beautiful city, great time, and it just for laughs is a, is a lot of fun. So I would recommend it. I'll probably be back. Amazing, yeah! I can't wait to see you next time we come back as well. And I, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say for anybody who was on the fence about coming here, was there anything that you would like to recommend to them? And uh, I think you said it. I mean, it's just a great opportunity. If you love comedy, this is a really great place to be in the middle of the summer. Take a vacation, come up here, and enjoy the festival. Yeah, and the drivers in Montreal are like really nice. Like they're really like polite to pedestrians. Sure. But like compared to like at least Boston or but the pedestrians themselves kind of annoying. Just want to say that like they walk in walls a lot. Like I'm not used to that as an American. Like I like to just get where I'm going. Like give me a lane, I'll just politely pass you, but whole time I'm like just kind of left and right kind of doing a little red rover uh, trying to get through people on the street but other than that nine and a half stars all right i mean i can't see the forest from the trees on that one because i guess i live here but interesting note um yeah so great to great to hang out at the festival thanks to jfl for having us there as media uh mike always great to see you and catch up with you so would love uh would love to know what you've been up to this summer besides this uh you're missing snl have you been working on some of the screen time tell the listeners what you've been up to uh, yeah, always working on it. I'm just working my way through. Did the Rachel Brosnahan episode, the Matt Damon episode, the Jason Momoa episode uh, most recently. So going through um, back that way. So going backwards. If you ever have ever request, want me to do a special episode, I could always make that happen. But I'm trying to get consistent numbers because you know, we want to have total career numbers on like Chris Red, Heidi Gardner, Ego Wodum, 
especially because Heidi Ego is still in the show and things like that. So, you know, maybe we'll get to Keenan soon enough, but it'd be nice to have the full picture for everyone in the current cast. Um, other than that, yeah, I missed the show, but, you know, they're off for a good reason and support them. So I just want them to get back when they get what they need. Yeah, maybe it's your birthday coming up and you're like, oh, I would love to know the screen time for the Rain Wilson episode or something like that. So reach out to Mike as a birthday present. Yeah, and like, I don't know, talking a little bit about a merch idea, like screen time graphic shirts, just like rock your favorite episode of SNL just with the data. So All right, we'll put a pin in that for now. I'll, but I'll, get, I'll, I'll do the Peyton Manning uh, shirt for you, John. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, my, my favorite episode. Yeah, so uh, so great to talk about this today with Mike. Uh, we are right in the midst of our SNN impression countdown. Top six yet to be revealed. So Monday night, I'll be live at 8 p.m. Eastern to review six, five, and four. Uh, go through that rest of the list that you voted on. And then a, a week from now, next Wednesday night, we will have our next edition of SNL Stories, where we will chat with former SNL film director, Oz Rodriguez, about his new movie and his time at Saturday Night Live. He has some really great stories of some of the sketches that he worked on at, during his time at the show. So I hope you will enjoy that and check that out. Mike, anything else you want to plug? No, just uh, follow the Instagram. Keep up with us because we'll keep uh, putting stuff out there for you. And we'll be back as soon as the show is back with all our usual content. Absolutely. Mike will be back with lots of By the Numbers once season 49 comes around eventually. Uh, yeah, you can follow us Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram at the SNL Network. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. For Mike Murray and myself, John Schneider from the Saturday Night Network, we're going to go improv our little dicks off. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.